Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant with GFA Missions. We are greatly privileged to have the Pelletier family back with us. So Chris and Dan and Hope, welcome. This Thank is you. the fourth part. Good to be with you. Thank you. This is the fourth part of a podcast on family reconciliation. What we want this podcast to be is a great source of hope to those who may not be reconciled. So Dan, tell everybody again where you are uh, serving, and then Chris, a little bit about you, and then Hope, uh, just reintroduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Well, I'm the associate pastor at Hamilton Square Baptist Church in San Francisco, and we've been here about three years this time around. Great. Chris? Obviously, I'm a pastor's wife, associate pastor's wife, and I work with a lady in the church. We work with the women here and just serve alongside my husband. But okay, uh, currently, so I'm a behavioral therapist for children with autism in Arizona, and my husband's in the Navy. Right now, we're all in the same place. There we go. Yeah, we're here together for my grandson's second birthday. Boy, that's great. Isn't that fun? Yeah. So really, y'all are living in Arizona and San Francisco at this point, right? So hope you're in Arizona. Chris and Dan are in San Francisco. And yes. hope your husband's in the Navy and you have one precious little boy, right? Yes, sir. And his name is Hope. What's his name? Aries. There we go. Okay. So where we want to start is, and Dan, I'll ask you to lead off on this one. What scripture looks differently now to you that you've lived through the process? Uh, you're now reconciled. Is there any verse that really looks different? Like, oh, well, go ahead, Dan. Well, I was reading even just this morning in Romans chapter 12, and the one verse that stuck out in my mind was verse 16 and the second part where it says do not be haughty but associate with the lowly never be wise in your own sight you can always look at whatever your situation is and think you're in the right every time and the other person's always wrong and if you do that then uh, you're headed for trouble that's just the way it is you got to try to see both sides of the issue and that's hard sometimes isn't it all right, so Chris, you want to come in? Is there a verse that's really... It's humbling is what that is. It's humbling, yeah. Okay, Chris, is there a verse that really has come to life in your mind through this process? I, I think it's Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. These are verses I claimed before, but I think it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Hmm. Trust ye in the Lord Jehovah, for in the Lord is everlasting strength. And, mm. you know, through this, we just had to learn to trust the Lord in a different way, um, a different degree. And so the Lord brought those verses home to me again. Great. All right. Well, Hope, what about you? Um, not sure of the exact reference, but I would probably just say along the lines of be strong in the Lord, be of good mm. courage and be not dismayed. Those are just yeah. biblical references and words that just have floated through my mind throughout this whole process. And those are the kind of verses I gravitated to. Great. Um, to just be strong and have courage with talking to my parents through everything. All right, so Hope, let's stay with you. Now that y'all are uh, reconciled, and even though you're living in Arizona, they're in San Francisco, tell me what it looks like. What does a reconciled family now look like, and what do you do to prevent any other major differences here? We just talk. We've always just talked a lot, but we just try to really be on top of that, especially now that there's distance between our families. Um, physical distance. We just really make sure that we're calling each other, or FaceTiming, and that 
we communicate if there's any kind of little issues we just are more open with you know hey that bothers me or yeah. we really try to stay on top of communicating little issues before they can become big issues hope i can't remember well, if you told me or your dad told me y'all do like a facetime routine at night as your son's going to bed is that right hope something like that we do yes and that communication really helps right yeah what we do at night is she has a, a bible book for Aries and she has him sit in her lap and she puts the phone FaceTime so that we can see him and her and he, he can see us and she can see us and she reads the Bible with him and then we ask him who, who gets to pray oh. and he decides whether it's going to be Grandpa <laughs> or, or, or GC, my Grandma Chris or, or Mom and then we pray and then he always has the big amen at the end which is fun. That is fun. All right, Chris, any input from you on that? Anything else to really help keep communication open so the relationship stays uh, stays just growing and loving? Well, you know, the FaceTime, that's a, that's a real key at night. But, um, you know, I also text Hope almost every day, you know, in the morning, just letting her know I love her and I'm praying for her and, you know, might tell her a little bit of news in the morning or something like that. And she doesn't always respond to me because she's busy in the morning, you yeah. know, but um, at least we're reaching out almost every day. All right, Chris, let's stay with you. I think she doesn't respond because she's not awake yet. That's <laughs> <all>. <laughs> hey, different time zones. <laughs> So, Chris, let That's me stay right. with let me stay with you and ask you this, and then I'd like for all of you to respond. Okay. Chris, those listening right now that still have unreconciled family members, what is your recommendation to them? Well, first thing I would recommend is don't give up. Um, the end of the story is not written yet, mm. and definitely keep praying. Um, to me, that's our greatest privilege to pray. And it's our, I don't want to use it as a weapon, but it's a great resource that we have that we don't take advantage of. We use all these other things first, and then we use prayer as a last resort when, mm. to me, it should be the first thing that we go to. Great. Okay. Hope, what about you? You're talking to somebody your age and they're still not reconciled with their parents. What advice would you give them? Um, I would agree just, just to pray if, that, if that's what they want, if they want to be reconciled. Um, maybe even just reassessing where they're at in their life and giving themselves some time because sometimes they are just probably full of so much anger. They don't even think that they want to be reconciled. Mm -hmm. And I would just challenge them to think about in a year, five years, ten years, whatever it is that they see themselves in life. They might be angry now and like, I never want to speak to my parents again, but is that really what they want just because they're angry now? Mm that they're okay letting this relationship fall through the cracks. Mm. I don't think that's probably what most people want. I would just challenge them to really look at their, their future of what they actually wanted it to look like. All right, Dan, anything else to add to that? Yeah, even as you ask that question, I'm thinking of a dear friend of mine who is, as far as I know, not reconciled with one of his children. And I know that he personally became pretty depressed about that. Uh, he was accused of some things that really weren't true, but... There was nothing he could do about it. And the only thing I think that he has done, and I would follow that, is just be patient. And you have to turn the, turn the situation over to the Lord and just trust him. That at some point, God's going to get a hold of that person's heart. And uh, if not, then there's really nothing we can do. We have to go on with the others in our lives and try to be the best uh, we can at ministering to them and with them. 
that's great. So, Chris, let me go back to you a minute. So let's just say, I think we covered this in one podcast years ago when y'all were not reconciled. Go back to that situation. What would you recommend a mom doing? Should she reach out by text, by phone call to her child through a mediator, uh, all the above? What, what kind of steps should she take to reach out? Mm-hmm. Well, we really did all of those. We we reached out. I reached out by phone. And at first, you know, she wouldn't take our phone calls. So then I think I've said before, I texted her every day. Hope I love you and I'm praying for you. And many times there'd be no response. Right. But to me, my responsibility was to continue to reach out to let her know that I, I did love her and I was praying for her. And I did. And then even in the very early stages, there was another lady. She was not necessarily from our church, but she was a lady that Hope knew. It was the mother of one of her friends. And she had volunteered, you know, to, you can come to my house and, you know, we can work this out. And that didn't work, but we, we tried all of those things. And sometimes I think you just have to give the Lord time and room to work in, in your heart as well as their heart as well. And reconciliation isn't something that is going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. And we, like my husband said, you have to be patient. And um, we're not always good at that because we live in an instant society and we want things to happen now. Sure. Yep. And it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. It does right. not work that so way. So Hope, uh, with your mom, so. y'all in the same room right now. So now tell me, did those texts each day... Uh, Did you appreciate those? Again, you're talking now to a child, a young adult, an older adult, whoever it is that's unreconciled with their parents. How would you tell them to respond to texts like that? Hope you, I remember you said in the past, it does take time and you have to be ready. But if they are texting you each day, Hope, how would you advise them to respond? Um, Looking back, I honestly probably would have at least said I know, like acknowledge that I knew that she loved me. Okay. Or said I love you back because honestly, you love your parents back probably. You're not so angry that you would be like, I hate them so much that I don't love them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have at least said that back. But if you're not in the frame of mind to say something nice, then I would probably follow the rule. Don't say anything at all. Just okay, going to go back and repeat shoot that. Shoot a lot of hateful messages. And yeah, I think you said your rule. If you just couldn't say anything nice, you weren't going to say anything. And so you're saying right. the same thing now. But exactly. you you would recommend them acknowledging the text, maybe? If you're in the frame of mind to to at least acknowledge it civilly, okay. then I would have I would have probably gone back and at least said something of like, I know, you know, I know you love me or I love you back, you know, if you're in the frame of mind to do that. But a lot of times if you reply, then they'll just... It won't be, I love you back. It'll be questions. That's probably, thinking back, that's probably why I didn't text back because I didn't want a lot of the questions. I didn't want a lot of the things that follow because if you reply, then they're thinking you're open to a conversation or something, which I wasn't. But um, if you're willing to be open up to text, then I would have at least replied back, I love you, or I know that you love me. But if you can't say anything nice, then I probably just wouldn't reply at all until you're ready. Until you're ready. All right, Dan, any input on that? Well, I think that sometimes, you know, even God himself would like us all to be reconciled to him and some refuse to come to him. And I think he loves us all the way to the end, but we, we don't have God's perspective on things. And so we just have to do our part and just wait and hope and turn the situation over to the Lord and let him okay. change hearts. Great. Okay. So let me ask this question. Right now, a family is coming to you for advice. 
they started the reconciliation process and it either blew up or fell apart. So they had great anticipation and all of a sudden, man, now it's just, it may be even worse than it was when you started. So Chris, what do you tell a mom that this has just happened to? They started the reconciliation and it fell apart. Where do you go from there? Boy, um, I guess I would just kind of go back to the beginning where you started and, uh, you know, just start over again by definitely, it's kind of almost like a waiting game. You're, you're praying, you're waiting on the Lord to work. And um, I would be praying and I'd want to have peace that this is the right direction to go. But I think I would just continue to reach out, not hound, but just reach out and say, I love you and I'm praying for you and let it go with that. Just to let them know that you, you are there and that when they're ready, you're ready okay. to talk. All right. Dan, you want to comment? Would you about the same? Yeah, I think I think you got to just kind of back off and wait until everybody's ready to, I guess, negotiate or discuss the thing. Yeah. Do you say, um, please Go let ahead. me know when you're ready? I mean, yeah, I, I'm available whenever you're ready. There you go. And okay. eager when you're ready, but but I understand you may not be. Okay, Hope, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. You'd probably have to go back to step one and just wait till everyone respectively is ready to communicate, let everyone cool down or whatever needs to happen. But talking, getting heated up is not going to help anybody. All right. So at what point and how would you do it to have a mediator, uh, either another pastor or a friend? For those who hadn't listened to the previous podcast, Hope went back to their home church in San Francisco where she knew she was loved. And at what point, uh, Hope, would you recommend a young person seeking out either a mature mutual friend or a pastor or a youth pastor or someone that can handle this? Um, honestly, I think probably from the tip of the iceberg, from the time okay. you're probably at home and really stressed out and upset, mm -hmm. um, you probably need someone to talk you off the ledge if that's even possible or if that's not and you're just going to leave, you're going to do what you're going to do at least someone who is probably older and wiser to be able to talk to you about how to do things safely or at least not completely blow up all your relationships in your home life if that if you really need to do yeah. what you're going to do. Um, maybe an outside perspective to tell you if what you're thinking and what's happening is crazy or if it's actually probably the way you're seeing it. If it's mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, these things are actually a little valid. You have some meat behind what you're thinking or if it's, talking you down to being it's probably a little bit more on you know your side of things it's probably a little bit more you're wrong or something like that so it would take an extremely patient and gentle person to talk to any kind of teenager in that position and it would take a wise teenager to go and seek somebody out for that kind of help yeah yeah um but that's when i would go have gone is yeah. right in the heat of things when it's just you're reaching the boiling point if i can't handle it anymore that's the time you would go not when you've cooled down or anything, but when you're just feeling so overwhelmed that you're going to go and do something. Okay, like Chris, leave. you want to add anything to that? Well, um, we had people that were aware that we were having some difficulties, but as far as I'm stepping in at that point, I don't really know that anybody did, but I'm thankful for those that stepped in once Hope left home and were willing to talk with us, were willing to pray with us, were willing to talk with Hope even because they knew Hope and they had a relationship with her. I think that's going to be key. It's probably going to be somebody maybe that you already have a relationship with. 
right. that you feel like you can trust. You know, most of us aren't going to spill our guts to a stranger. Sometimes in certain circumstances we might, but to just to have somebody there that, that knows you and that will be open and honest with you about things is, is very helpful. Okay, uh, that's good. All right, one last question, and we'll wrap this up. And again, I know this is emotional, and I appreciate all your... I, I would like to add... Oh, yeah, sure, Dan. I would like to add something. Sure. The thing that comes to my mind is that sometimes other adults look at a situation where there's conflict between parents, and rather than looking for a way to help, they just judge the situation. And they either either gang up on the kid, or they take sides with the child against the parent, rather than trying to hear both sides and see what really is going on. Hmm. And it takes a measure of being close and loving to that family to even have the right to be involved. And if, if you don't, then you should just stay out of it altogether. Oh, well said. Okay, so here's the last question. I want to celebrate a little bit here. So what is the greatest blessing of where you are now, reconciled, you're spending time together right now in San Francisco as a family. Uh, I saw the video of Hope and uh, her son getting off, uh, coming through the airport last night. Granddaddy was celebrating. So talk to me about the, the greatest joy now of reconciliation. Whoever wants to go first, just jump in. Okay. I'll jump in first if that's okay. Sure. One of my greatest joys is, is watching Hope with, with Aries at this point. And when we have, uh, we don't get to do it every night, but when we're FaceTiming at night and he, Aries, associates, Papa with the Bible and reading the Bible at night. And that's a huge joy and huge blessing to me to know that, okay, Papa's here. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to sing some songs about Jesus and about the Bible. And we're going to pray. And this is somewhat of a nightly ritual to know that Aries enjoys reading the Bible, to know that my daughter is growing and watching her... Um, just you watching know, her with being Aries. a motherhood, yeah. Yes, yes. That is a great joy to me. Mm. And and the relationship that we have, too. We're friends, and that's that's a huge blessing. Okay, Dan? Well, I don't want to leave my son-in-law out of this. I think he's a part of this whole thing, too. Good point. We've, we've developed a good relationship, and, and I, I hate he can't be here. He's out, on, he's out serving the Navy on a ship. But watching the growth in Hope and Gilberto and then, seeing Aries cheer when we sing Jesus loves me he, mm -hmm. he, he cheers and when we pray he's the one who says amen and he jumps right in that's a joy and arguing with hope over who's cuter her or him I can't remember that's <laughs> oh okay hope I'll let you have the last word what is the greatest joy now of you your husband your son reconcile with your mom and dad what is the greatest joy for you Honestly, it was the boiling point of me for leaving home was I just felt I couldn't be honest. I couldn't be a full-fledged member of my family because I couldn't say my feelings, what I needed to, or be completely transparent with what I needed to say about my family. And that's just what I feel that I can do now is if something's going on or whatever, whatever it is, I can say something and that I can just be transparent with what I feel or whatever it might be. And that's, that's just liberating. That's, that's freedom. You know, it's respecting each other and listening exactly. to each other and being approachable. Yeah, that's great. Right. That's great. Right. I try to exercise that with my kid. And it's it's awesome to be able to experience that in my family now. Good. OK, so again, um, I want to thank the Pelletiers for their being willing to open themselves up for everyone. 
last word, Dan, Chris, Hope, any last comments here you want to give to our, to our listeners? Just don't lose hope and find your hope in the Lord even more than in your personal relationships and turn the whole thing over to him and let him put this thing together because we, we didn't do this. God did it. And, uh, and we're grateful for the work that he's done in our lives. Great. Chris, I hope mm -hmm. any last words. Our life is to be about honoring and glorifying the Lord. And in doing that, sometimes you have to admit, okay, uh, I did wrong or I'm not perfect. And you have to humble yourself before the Lord and before others. So that that's key. I feel like we've made our vulnerable, but um, that's not necessarily a bad place because then God gets the glory, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Mm. Okay, hope. Honestly, I would say um, that to any people, if you see this happen, that there's always two sides to every story with any family, with mm. any anything that happens, any um, issue, what not. There's always two sides to every story. It's not just what's parent versus child. Parent must be right. And child must be wrong. That's that's not the way the world works. It's not children are stupid or anything. There's always two sides to every story. Um, children always need to be heard just as well as adults. And they need love and respect too. There's different amounts of due respect due to children versus adults. But children respect and they need to be heard also. And that could also just probably prevent a lot of things like this yeah, happening. So would you recommend kind of like a, a daily or weekly time you can just sit down and talk? How would you, in, uh, in your home, Hope, as Aries grows up, how would you and your husband, let's say now he's 10, 15, so how would you establish some kind of daily or weekly communication where he can really say what's on his heart? I try to establish that now. Okay. You know, he's never going to know a time where there's been, he'll, now sometimes I'll be on my phone, it's nothing pertinent, but he knows he can be like, Mama, no phone, phone down or something. He knows he can ask me to put my phone down, and I will. He also okay. knows that if it's important, I won't. I'll be like, okay, you need to wait. But he knows that he can ask for my attention and he will get it. You know, so there's there's never going to be a time, hopefully, that he remembers where I'm too busy That's for him good. or he can't talk to me or yeah. try not to do movies on Sunday before church because that, that could also be our time to talk before church or things okay. like that. I just try to implement daily life where there's plenty of times for us to talk. We try to have dinner together. Sometimes it's around a movie, but sometimes it's just we're just sitting there and he's two, so we're just looking at each other. <laughs> that's a great way to just implement someday he'll always know that this is the way it's always been yeah that's and wonderful. he'll have plenty of opportunities to talk to me because i'm not all about my phone and he yeah. also knows that he can ask for my attention if he wants it and hopefully that will just be a way of helping to keep the lines of communication open with him that he knows he can talk yeah. to me okay well again i want to thank uh dan and chris and hope for their time of setting aside this to record this podcast i want to thank sarah hartwig uh, we're recording this over the internet. I am not in San Francisco with them, so it takes extra work for Sarah to put this together, so I appreciate it. And again, if you'd like to get in touch with Dan or Chris or Hope, if you would email me at mfant at gfamissions.org, I'll make a way for any of our listeners to uh, get in touch with Dan and Chris and Hope, and they can feel these questions that God has prepared them for this ministry to help other families. And I thank you all so much for participating. So Dan, Chris, Hope, thank you all so much and God bless. Thank, thank you, you too. Pleasure. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.